Okay, so here we are, um, episode number one of this G.I. Joe podcast, something brand new that I thought of on the fly while I was on break at work today and just randomly posted on the G.I. Joe Rec Room on Facebook to get this started, so we're just going to wing it tonight. So if you guys want to introduce yourself, I am Matt Giancarlo. I post a lot on there, usually uh, photos that I do for my Instagram account, but you guys can take the floor. Well, I'll go first because uh, uh, I was on first, so I'm... Delirium. Uh, I live in Maryland. It's pretty awesome. I've been in GI Go Joe collecting for ah, God since 1984. Uh, uh, I started getting back into the communities. If there was a community, i.e., communities, prior to 1999, I started getting involved and. <laughs> Pissed off a few people, got kicked off a few, <laughs> well, at least one major G.I. Joe network in 2002, and had it returned until Facebook had their own little thing, like about last year. So, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I have an extensive collection, I'm pretty happy with it, and uh, I don't have anything else to say unless someone has a question for me, so I'll see it over to uh, anyone anyone else who's really bad. you got to give me a little leeway. I've had a couple of whiskeys. <laughs> Alright, so who's next? Alright. Okay. Um, I am Matt Collins. I am the uh, one of the administrators in G.I. Joe Rec Room. I live in Princeton, West Virginia. Uh, yes, that's West Virginia, not Western hey. Virginia. You're not, you're not that far away from me. Okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, I've been collecting, uh, I only collect actually Cobra figures. I don't collect G.I. Joe figures. I collect Cobra uh, because, you know, Cobra's awesome. And I've been collecting that since I was, uh, I'm 37, so I'm, I was collecting it since I was, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe about seven years old. So uh, uh, I uh, actually sell a lot on the uh, rec room um i have some i've been told i have a lot pretty much a lot of good prices on a lot of my things i actually on the side i do i have a toy business um called 80s toys of princeton um and that's what i do on the side um and uh i just enjoy uh I, these groups um i came on about a year ago and um uh, uh, wow, I completed my collection of certain things and uh, just being able to see new things and I've met lots of new people and went to my first Jolana and just I've enjoyed it uh, immensely. Thanks. All right, uh, my name is John Simcoe. Oh, I have been collecting G.I. Joe's essentially since like 82 or 83. My first Joe was like a breaker from that era. I don't know if it was straight on or swivel on because I lost him in between now and then. And uh, I actually uh, didn't collect Joe's for a long time, but I loved the cartoons and I loved the comics. And then like, you know, 99, 2000, somewhere around then, I started looking at the figures again because I love just the diversity and all the, the variety of figures and, and Cobra and all the all the villain types and stuff like that and just decided that I'd collect Joe
exclusively and dropping just about all the other action figure lines that I collect. And then, you know, just kind of grew to love them through, like, our cards and additional fiction and stuff like that. So I collect pretty much anything I can find that's Joe-related, so I have puzzles and books and everything in between. All right, so, you know, speaking of 82... Obviously, it's like when G.I. Joe was reborn. Um, I want to get your opinion, your guys, excluding Snake Eyes, because he was just a very different figure. I, I mean, ever. Not only just in the 82, but it's it's kind of funny if you look at the original lineup. Like, the, the two that really stuck out to me, aside from Cobra Commander and even Scarlet, are Snake Eyes and Stalker. The rest, I want your guys' opinion on. Looking back at the 82 era of the figures compared to what they came out in 83 especially 84 85 86 what are you guys thoughts looking back do you think they were a little generic or do you think those are kind of like what gi joe should have stayed at because it's really just military fatigues helmet um most of them had one or two heads a lot of the same molds just slightly different coloring and weaponry you think it's a good thing or do you think they were kind of just half assing it and you know well i think they were basically testing out the waters at that point mm -hmm. you know and they didn't have any interest in being diverse. They just needed to get stuff out. And, and you know, how they could show some differences is to put a little different color on people, paint a little orange vest on somebody, paint a little silver vest on somebody, throw a helmet on, maybe have a visor and stuff like that. It was all about reusing the same mold and just seeing what, what kids were interested. This was, you know, not too long after the Vietnam War. Who knows if their parents would have even let them take a, a, a war figure and play around with it in the, in the yard. Sure. So I, think, I think it was just great. They had to see if there was interest. What about you, Matt? Uh, I think it uh, pretty much that they just had to try something out, I guess, to see how, because I'm sure that they had a lot of sales um, and, you know, it seemed like it was taken off. I mean, I've looked at some pictures, and I remember from, you know, even going to the stores around here, you know, that kind of, that stuff was packed in the stores. I mean, it's like you go into a toy store nowadays, and there's nothing on the shelves. But, you know, back then, that stuff was flying out of there, and it just seems to keep popping up and up and up. So probably just to kind of saturate the market. But then they decided, well, you know, because... I guess they're so easily, you can change the parts, interchangeable parts. I mean, you can think about, you know, just because your uh, your character, you know, is a, a foot soldier in the, in, the, in the Joe line doesn't mean that he doesn't, you know, have a, you know, a downtime and he can, you know, have a nice flowered shirt, flowered shirt like Chuckles, you know. <laughs> now that's... Uh, 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 the camouflage. Right. Uh, and, that, and that's what, that's the way I think. You, uh, that's what you want to do. You want to have that availability to change um, into like you know civilian clothes because you know you're not going to be a soul you know a soldier all the time. And even on the the cartoon, you know, it, it showed them they were wearing you know civilian clothes or uh, you know a suit or whatever. So that's I, I found it funny that even in civilian clothes. Flint needed to wear his beret. <laughs> At least in one episode. Right. <laughs> Sounds like when he went back to uh, hometown and uh, everyone was uh, under Cobra Commander's uh, subliminal message uh, yeah, fiasco. I mean, he was driving around with a sweater vest with 
with a beret on. <laughs> but it, if you remember when they were on the cruise ship that one time, you couldn't even recognize him because he didn't have his beret on. Right, and that, that's true. And one episode, yeah. I'm like, who is that guy? Oh, it's Flint. <laughs> Yeah, it was two episodes where Flint did not have his beret on, like the one where he was dressed up like a Scottish guy, and the second time on the cruise ship. The other time he was like walking around with it, couldn't <laughs> take it off. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean event. to interrupt you. I, I, please. Oh, it's nothing. No, not, it's okay. I, that's the, that's what I was just kind of the point I was getting to. It's like you know, they're so versatile, and interchangeable that you can. You know, as a kid, you can, can imagine and live your adventure. Really, you can you know, live your day to day adventure out in the toys. Now, are you talking about are you talking about pulling them apart and putting different, uh, like basically custom, making Frankenstein's and customizing them? Right. You know, most of my collection was like that as a kid because I'm actually I'm the young one here. It probably I could be the youngest one in the whole group. I just turned 27 the other day, and every time I tell somebody my age, like, how the hell are you such a GI Joe fan? You know, and uh, I was like, well, everything I had as a kid was 100% hand-me-down, and that's all we watched on TV, including, you know, I had no say on what was on the TV. It was my oldest brother's, you know. And What's up? Even your pajamas are hand-me-down? A lot of them weren't. Oh, dude, I had... Did you have the booties on them? No, no. No, but I mean, pretty much everything, and... um. It's like that's all we that's all we watched. That's all we played with. Like it was one hundred percent GI Joe, nothing else. And um, I, I remember being in kindergarten. This was like ninety four, singing the uh, that the Sunbow. Kindergarten exactly singing the Sunbow uh, theme song on our like little talent showcase, and everyone else is thinking, "What the hell is this kid?" Singing, like you know what I mean. <laughs> I just assumed every it go exactly. Everyone's into Power Rangers. What's up? There you go. <laughs> but I'm enjoying it now, though. Uh, but hey, it's like it's it's just it's just funny though that like I, I mean I didn't know that GI Joe was before my time as a five year old. You know what I mean? Like how would I know? Well, not really, because you're part of it. Well, right, exactly. But for everyone else, it's like you know. Uh, I, they're all talking about Red Ranger, and I mentioned General Hawk, and they're all thinking, who? Like, you know, and I'm surprised that they don't know. Like, I think they're the weird ones. You don't know who Beachhead is? You know, like... But yeah, like, most of their collection were all Frankenstein. We just called it Changing Figures. I remember freaking out, throwing a tantrum as a little kid that they're about to touch General Hawk. That was always my favorite. I tell my grandparents wow. not to let him. There was him, and then my grandpa is a former Marine. He wouldn't let anybody touch the uh, gung ho version two in dress blues. So he actually took <laughs> it himself and put it on display in his uh, in his room. That became his figure, so no one would except mess with it. Except for my grandpa. Yep. Yeah. Hey. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you know, I love, I don't think anyone. I don't think I've weighed in yet, but uh, we're talking about. What did you think this was going to be? The 80, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it was, uh, if I can put myself in the minds of Hasbro for a minute, the Hasbro people for a minute, I thought that they thought it was going to be a quick way to make money off the, the nostalgia of military figures. And they didn't really put a lot of effort into it. I mean, 
everyone had the same head, basically. I mean, was two or three figures had the same head. Ace, uh, Colonel Hawk. Um, I can't think of who Grunt. Else. Grunt did. He had the same head yeah, as uh, Grunt. as as a uh, rock and roll. Rock I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, same head. I mean, they didn't really think about it. They all had these hobbies. Grand Slam. I meant. Yeah. So I don't think they thought a lot about it. But at the same time, and you have to think about the cultural impact of G.I. Joe. I mean, and I can't talk about things right now because I, I'm, I'm a little drunk, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I've read a tremendous amount of stuff where people are like, Hasbro executives are like, hey, we brought back G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? They didn't have any idea that it had become this popular aspect, especially at the tail end of Star Wars, right? Star right, Wars right. Star Wars kicked ass. Let's 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 not diminish the effect of Star Wars, Star Wars trilogy on G.I. Joe. I mean G.I. Joe I mean if you listen to Buzz Dixon's uh, commentary on G.I. Joe the movie, has anyone listened to that? No. No no well I mean he, he says, you know, hey, we stole a lot from George Lucas, but that's okay because George Lucas stole a lot from us back, you know? And that's <laughs> the thing. You have to borrow on what was going on. I mean, Larry Hama has even said that, you know, they wanted, Hasbro wanted to do Ewoks and, or, or an Ewok-type thing, and he was like, that's insane! What are you doing? Parents are going to lose their minds if you're going to shoot at teddy bears. No, we better make them, like, biker thugs. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, so you, everything piggybacks upon each, upon each other idea. Nothing is original. I mean, there's only like, I mean, even George Lucas has said there's only like 32 original stories in the whole of mankind. I mean, you know, if you believe George Lucas, who knows? He makes shit up every other fucking year. Pardon me, sorry. But the thing is, G.I. Joe was based on, I think, a very quick, let's get rich quick, let's make a bunch of money off of people. Because, you know, 1982, I mean, still a lot of hippies running around, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, still people who were, like, against Vietnam and so on and so forth, and are, like, really against Vietnam. It's not like, you know, mm -hmm. like there's somebody eating Cheetos in the background. <laughs> Is somebody eating Cheetos? Uh, oh, there. Jiffy Pop. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's funner to make than it is to eat. As popcorn is not that good, but I did enjoy cooking it. The, the, the basic bottom line is there was still the counterculture aspect in play in the late eighties, and I think a military figure, no matter what his dimension, I mean, it could be the early GI Joe from the early sixties or the three point. What was it? three-fourths figure yeah. from the 1980s had a lot to do with what's popular, what's not. And G.I. Joe was different. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, was different. And people, and it had a lot of articulation, different than the Star Wars figures, and people were hungry. Kids were hungry for something like Star Wars figures. And G.I. Joe filled that void. And they just happened to be military. And I think the rest is history with that one. And if I'm being uh, 
sound like weird or somehow vague, and I apologize, but the thing is, kids wanted that. And you have to actually look at the historical implications of the end of Vietnam, which Larry Hama capitalized on, let's be honest, because, you know, a lot of the characters from G.I. Joe the comic book came out of Vietnam. Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Curl Hawk, Stalker, who's huge in the comics, and a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, Stalker is a very well underdeveloped character in the cartoon, as is staying up Snake Eyes. I mean, what are you going to do with Snake Eyes in the cartoon where he can't talk? You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like you can do anything with that character. Right. But I think that it kind of tapped into a whole aspect of Vietnam, terrorism in 79, and all of that aspect. And it just hit a nerve. I don't know. It hit a nerve. 1982, 1983. I mean, it's a big deal. I've rambled on too much, and I'm going to see it to someone. What I think is funny is is that just what you were just saying is that in, ninth, in 1982, 1983, terrorism to us, what was that? That was like just another word for, for bad guys because, right. Right. you know, it's, Absolutely. Now, it's not like 9-11. Now it's taken on a whole different, whole different aspect. That that it's part of the reason why the Joe brand is in decline. What's that? Well, wait a second. What do you mean? How it's in decline? I, I I'm not quite sure. What you mean. I I've often heard that that one of the reasons that Hasbro is kind of gun shy about bringing GI Joe back in any real in any real aspect is because they we have the the conflict is set up. So that GI Joe fights terrorists, and okay. they don't want to. But see, okay, this is what I mean. Is this is it a um, anti-Muslim or anti-racist statements? Is that what you is that what you mean? Well, I think I think Casbro is afraid of that. That, that okay. that's what they'll assume. Okay. Where, in my opinion, I agree. I I agree. Yeah, in my opinion, you know, Cobra, the organization as we know it, as Fans are associated with it. It's just this crazy mercenary organization that has that's just doing anything it can to to stake claim to some sort of territory somewhere. Who's very likable too, which is hard to like nowadays say. I love this terrorist group. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like it's very different now. And, and you know what's funny is like I stuff hanging over their house. It's like. It's like putting on the uh, the swastika. No, exactly, and it's like I have a I have a big Cobra logo tattoo on me, and it's funny. Whenever I apply uh, I apply for a job at a police department before the poly test, they always have these really silly questions, and one of them is, "Do you have any tattoos of a gang or terrorist group on you?" And I'm just like, "Well, no, technically, but." Yes, I, I, uh, I identify with an insect group that belongs yeah. uh, a crustacean, an insect group that belongs underneath the Himalayas. Right. Did I Yeah. Um, okay, so... I have a cell ready for you, my friend. Right. 
Oh, man. Okay, so um, let's talk about the Facebook group, actually. Matt, uh, how did this get created, actually? Because, like, I mean, I, I just found out about it probably at the end of summer, and I'm like, geez, there's a lot of people on here. But um, the G.I. Joe Rec Room, it's and it's different than all the other groups I'm a part of because most of them are just strictly buy-sell trade only, but this has so much more open discussion aside from the buy-sell and trade. So can you give us a rundown on that, actually? Hi. Ed um, Schumacher... Um, actually was kind of uh, booted out of... Uh, I know that uh, name, by the way. Yes. He, uh, he actually was, uh, he was booted out of a group, and he decided to start a, a group of his own, which, you know, what, who, who wouldn't do that? So, uh, when, <laughs> when he, uh, when he did, um, the guy who owns Yojo.com uh, I think that would be Timmer. I'm not sure who the guy is, but he yeah, sent him a threatening legal um, uh, message that said, you know, either you know, remove this group because you're infringing on this and that copyright, blah blah blah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. he uh, he changed it and decided to uh, do an unofficial trick room where you could just do whatever you wanted to do. And, um, you know, the way he tells it, because I, I'm really good friends with Ed, but the, the thing, the way he tells it is, like, all he does, really, you know, he posts stuff for people to talk, because people who enjoy the hobby, they want to talk. Right. They want to talk about, you know, you know, you know, some of his, you know, burning questions is, well, you know, is the, you know, like, to one of today's, which vehicle did you like better? Was it the Defiant or the Flag? You know, you know, that's... People want to comment about the hobby because, you know, in essence, we have um, an idea of, of what we like to talk about. We want to be with similar people who we want to talk about and just to make it, you know, fun for everybody. Um, so, you, you know, you can talk and you learn, you know, I always, I tell everybody that none of us are smart as all of us. So, you know, <laughs> we all, all learn um, things from each other, stuff we didn't know, you know, I've learned, you know, why did, why did he get booted off? I mean, that's the thing. For for, for what reason? Did it, was he ever able to elucidate that? Uh, you know, it's probably it's some nonsense. You know, somebody just didn't just, just decide they didn't like him, pretty much. Okay. But, well, I mean, that, and that happens. I mean, well, you know, I, 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 I'm booted off of things because, well, actually, I don't know. I, I got booted off the same exact um, talk, whatever group, whatever, for, I, and I'm all, I'm almost akin to this gentleman. What was his name again? Schumacher? Yeah, he, yeah. he, he posts almost, he posts daily. Exactly the same thing for making jokes, and the thing is, it's like, when you take things too seriously, when you take G.I. Joe too seriously, <laughs> you're, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, it's, it's gonna all fall apart. When you, if you take G.I. Joe too seriously. I mean, you know, Globulus, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut me, Globulus. All right, so... Uh... My opinion, I could be wrong, uh, but I doubt it. But, you know, my, my whole thing is, you know, I, I really kind of got upset, too, because I actually left, there was a group called, I think, Action Figure Junkies, and I actually got mad because I would post something like, you know, I would, like, ask a simple question because I didn't, you know, I didn't know a lot. And somebody would make a snide comment and remark, and I'm like, 
I just like I, I don't want that. I want to go somewhere. <laughs> you know, you want to go somewhere where people know your name, right? You know, that's what you want to do. I mean, <laughs> it's like cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's what that's what we want oh! to do. He asked me to be an administrator, and I, I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll be more than happy." I said, "I don't. I'm not big on the gushing part as much as I am the selling part because you know I have a retail background, so you know mm-hmm. I, I know all about you know how to sell things and that type of thing." But you know, he, it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah, I've actually <laughs> bought from you, Matt. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, in my case, it's all about the Washington. <laughs> he just wants to, uh, you know, he's with getting back into the, the Joe collecting and uh, he just wanted to ask questions because he didn't have all the answers and you know that's that's pretty much how it take off and you know there's so I know so many times that so many people have told him you know hey you know that comment you made or that question you asked it really got me thinking and you know even a simple thing as saying happy birthday to a member you know we we were at Joe Lana this year, and one of uh, one of the the members we met with one of the members, and he said that when he just put that simple thing on there, it it, it caught him. He was away from home. It just moved. You know, it, it, he was homesick, and it really made an impact on him. So I mean, he, that kind of stuff goes a long way, and I think that's the whole point of rec room is to, you know, it's it's a rec room. You go in there to you know spend time with your with your friends and. And that's what we try to do at Rec Room. Right. Now, in regards to collecting, um, Matt, you mentioned that you're a Cobra-only guy. Um, me, me personally, uh, I'm all about the Sumbo era. So it's I, I, at this point, I'm missing like one or two. But I try to get every um, 82 to 87 character that's seen the screen. You know, um, really, I mean, from that that. Or, or just any any 87 character, because I know that not all of them were in the movie when it came out. Starduster is the only one I'm missing, and once I get him, if ever, I don't know if I could ever spend 200 bucks on him, but um, or, or whatever he may be, that's like my end game is to just... It's just only 82 to 87, including all the vehicles. What are your guys' like, goals as a collector? Is it to get your favorites? Is it to get everything or everything for, for certain years, or what is it? Yeah. Since I've been going first the entire time. Uh, you know, I've reached my limit, I think, with everything. Uh, Stardusters, uh, you can only have two. I mean, other than that, I mean, you have one star, you have Starduster A and Starduster B. Uh, I, I mean, after Battle Force 2000, I have a real hard time collecting. Yeah. I have said that I will, I think the capstone to my entire collection will be Captain Gridiron. And that's just <laughs> simply because everyone fucking hates him. Uh, and we'll get to that more in a little bit. Hates him. I, to be honest with you, he looks pretty good. I have his head. I have made some customs with his head. Uh, Lazy Bastard customs. I, I'm not an artist in any way. Um, this is this is a hard thing because after and I am almost forty years old. After 
1988, I did not collect, and I have only collected sporadically since 2002, 2001, 2002, when I was in a really horrible job, and I needed something to just escape into, and G.I. Joe gave me, and the, the introduction of the internet, and G.I. Joe, and everything, the, the combination there was just pretty awesome. And uh, I, I was one of the people who was like, when's G.I. Joe going to be released? And I had walked through Toys R Us in 97, 98, seeing Baroness, and the three-pack Baroness, and Destro, and Cobra Commander, and it was like all jacked up. It was crazy. You're like the, the uh, Pimp Daddy Destro. Does anyone uh, remember yeah. that? I mean, yeah. it was like, what was I looking at? I was like, oh my god, what the hell is this? Right. And Baroness was okay, but Cobra Commander was missing his hose, and they had the artwork with the original Cobra Commander, and then the 87 Cobra Commander had no hose, and I'm like, alright, this is all BS, man. I'm not gonna put my money down for this crap. <laughs> and I was waiting, and waiting, and waiting, and, you know, and... and I, I, you, you can always go home again. Maybe you can, sh oh, what was that line from, uh, that movie? You can't go home again, but you can always shop there. You know? <laughs> and the bottom line is, it's cheaper plastic. They're not putting a lot of effort into these figures. And I am waiting for a really, really good... G.I. Joe collection to be released. Yeah. And uh, once again, you're going to have to forgive me because I'm about six whiskeys deep. <laughs> and it's going to get worse from here. It's going to get worse, man. So put your seatbelts on. Hold on to your butts. Uh, Does this make any sense? I How think I got you. Does make any sense to people? Let's let, uh, let's let John <laughs> weigh in here. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't talk to me. Let, let other people. Here we go, John. Collecting. Any certain goals, any end games that you have, how did it start, so on and so forth? Uh, well, for me, <clears throat> let me, let me tell you exactly how I obtained my current someone, did collection. Someone jump, off? Did so, someone jump off? No, everyone's here. No, everyone's on. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm, oh, okay. I'm still here. So, when, when I was a kid, I basically had, I think, three or four figures. I had Breaker, I had the commando snake eyes and i think i had well i know i had the snake armor and that's pretty much it my best friend however had a pretty big collection but ultimately we went over to transformers and stuff like that so you know i still love the cartoon and stuff like that and eventually you know i got back into being interested in gi joe like i said in the, in the late 90s and stuff like that and then one day a friend of mine he turns to me and says, hey, you like G.I. Joe, right? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to be moving pretty soon. Do you want all my stuff? And the dude, like, takes me to his, into his cellar. Could have been potentially dangerous, but it was okay. <laughs> takes yeah, me into his cellar and basically shows me a whole table full of G.I. Joe stuff. And he says, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure. How much would it cost me? Oh, no, you, you can just have it, man. You know, we're friends. I'm like, really? And so, like, I get from this 
you know, some vintage, you know, 82, 83 release Jeeps, the Flat Cannon, the Hell, and the Sky Striker, the Rattler, and all sorts of stuff. He just basically hands it to me and says, I know you like G.I. Joe, enjoy. And then he also hands me probably a collection of 30, 40 figures. And uh, from there, you know, I, you know, he also had almost all their file cards, almost all their blueprints, and he just, like, gave it to me totally free. And I was like, dude, that is the most awesome thing in the world. And this is, for me, you know, having collected since, you know, with eBay and stuff like that, maybe stuff I'd find at flea markets and stuff like that. And, you know, and since that time, my collection has went everywhere from, you know, what Hasbro is currently releasing, except for the figure subscription service, which is just ridiculously priced, and I'm not going to pay for that, to... Hello? Yep. Uh, I, just, I got some weird feedback there. Yeah, I, don't know I what heard that was. Um, I'm here. And so, you know, basically, my collection is whatever interests me at the moment. So, like, my most recent purchases were variations of short fuse from, you know, his initial 82 appearance to a very recent one that was released, you know, on the, the more modern line. My, my collection is totally what I feel like getting at the moment. So I don't have any, like, major goals or anything like that. It's just, like, all of a sudden I'm interested in this character, and bam, I have an ice cream soldier. And I'm like, cool, I have ice cream soldier. So I, I have a question about a, ice cream soldier. If all right. I, if ice cream soldier swallowed a bunch of pills, would anyone miss it? <laughs> yeah okay you know what uh, we'll we'll hit that and because he did that earlier with captain gridiron i know what we're gonna get to next <laughs> i got it i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> it's no problem that's that's the majority of my story and it's just i love the, You're the to world the world that is created by gi you know by the, the people who created gi joe and uh, the actions and all that kind of stuff i just i love the fiction of it I love the toys, and I'll just go wherever it takes me. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's one of those things, um, it's so funny, because like like I said earlier, half my collection are all Frankensteins. I spent so much time um, basically fixing them up and restoring them, and it's like... I, I, didn't, have, I didn't even know if I were... I actually have a really weird story on how I like decided to get the full collection eventually I probably had about half and um I if you see me post on Rock Room a lot of times it's a photo um I started an Instagram account where I take realistic G.I. Joe photos I'm a photographer at work that's my job and um I have a I have a long MMA background awesome, by the way. thank you I appreciate it uh I had seven MMA, thank you I had seven MMA fights um I was six and one and the MMA community, it's big, but it's small at the same time. And there's a gentleman named Nick Serra who, uh, who fought in the UFC once. He's a really high-level black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Old-school guy. Um, his brother actually held the uh, UFC title for a little bit. Um, well, I was Facebook friends with this guy, and he posts these photos of old action figures daily, set up in battle, just on a cell phone, you know, nothing special, but the guy just legitimately has fun setting up, whether it's Star Wars or Masters of the Universe or G.I. Joe or anything, and I'm like, this is really cool, so I was like, I have 
basically everything he has in the picture i'm going to start sending him back however i actually know how to take photos <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> and it's like i'm like looking at other instagram users and they had some phenomenal artwork really with these with these gi joes and i'm like i could do this too and I'm like, you know what? I need the whole collection. Everything I don't have, and it wasn't that much that I didn't have, but it, it was probably a, hand, a small handful of each year. And, um, and and that's kind of what motivated me. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to get everything. You know, everything, every character I don't have, I'm just buying, you know. Um, but okay, so as long as Gregory's back. What's up? What is your, what's your threshold? I mean, to what year? What's your threshold? I'll... There's a few past 87 that I do like, and it's kind of funny because, like, 88, I I love army building with Iron Grenadiers and Hydra Vipers. I think those are two of the coolest Cobra villains that you could army build. It's kind of funny that not one of them has seen the show. Vipers, I can I actually I bought some from Matt too, <laughs> um, around Christmas time I want to say yeah. Uh, but I can't those get are rid of mine. Th those are really cool figures. I think I was just actually out at, at a local lake la yesterday. Right, right. Well, what well, well, I was actually waiting for you to get back. This is another question. I will start with Matt. What is your favorite character that everybody else hates? So what's like one whether it's a figure or a cartoon character, whatever it is, what's one G.I. Joe or Cobra that nobody likes but that you have a shine to? And this, we're going to go all the way around the room, but let's start with Matt. Someone else go first before. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know that everybody doesn't like. I mean, my favorite character is Serpentor, so... Right. Yeah, some people don't like him, but... I like Serpentor. I mean, you know, it's a good idea. I him was, was very, you know, unique at the time, and I... And I, I think about that you know from how far we've came today you know how could that be done today can we create somebody oh, absolutely absolutely of the, absolutely of the i mean you have jurassic park you absolutely serpentor can be done today <laughs> um uh, i don't know uh i mean i, I kind of like you know and I, i'll say this you know crystal ball is kind of cool uh-huh yeah you know, people don't like him was that uh what was that uh was that bad or good i mean what it's Vincent Price there. No, Crystal Ball is... Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's okay, definitely that's a hated a hated character. So, yeah, if you like Crystal Ball, that fits into that category. I actually like him, too. I, I actually like Crystal Ball a lot more than, say, Interrogator. Right, Raptor. Yeah. Interrogator uh, walks in a room, hey, tell me everything you know. There's nothing interesting about that. Crystal Ball has, like, you know... I mean, he's a Stephen King character, which is actually really cool, you know. Um, John, what about you? Well, I am definitely a big fan of the more the more colorful characters, and honestly, from even when I was a kid to now, sci-fi. I, I, oh, yeah. I just love how he's designed. I love his colors. Of course, everybody says he'd just get his ass shot off in real combat, but, but we're not talking about real combat here. We're, well, we're he's talking also about like uh, ten thousand meters away. Right. Well, yeah. Exactly. You know. Right. Yeah. So I, I think he's a frame. I, I would if if you if he was repainted into different colors, he would probably be a ton of people's favorite character. I mean, favorite design. He's also, a big 
big if you, look at that, if you look at that figure, that is one of the best sculpted things. Oh, I agree. Whole line. Whole line. I, I would agree. I would agree. Like, I, sci-fi is actually someone I like. And to answer my own question, and he's been brought up, it's Ice Cream Soldier. Uh, I, I actually think the guy's cool. Uh, you know, but... Now, I would, and, and you know what's, you know what's funny though about him and sci-fi, it's like a lot of, a lot of Joe characters came off as Cobra characters to me and vice versa. It's really weird. I don't know if you guys ever made any connections or had any thoughts on this, but like, for instance, if I were to look at Ice Cream Soldier and I didn't read his file card, I would automatically assume he's a Cobra character. Flat Vipers, I would have thought he was a Joe. You know, do you guys any, have have anything that come to your come to mind like no, that? Like, no, totally agree. You know, like totally agree. Soldier actually army build for Cobra, so you know, there you go. <laughs> right. Ex yeah. Exactly. That, that's what's funny. It's like wasn't he the interrogator uh, or annihilator figure? Who, uh, am I wrong? Um, who was that? Annihilator. I mean, I think he was the annihilator figure, right? You thought who was um, Ice Cream Soldier? They look really similar. I don't think it's the same body, though. I mean, definitely not the same torso. I don't think it's the same head. The eyes are shaped a little different, but they do look a lot alike. And that's the thing, I'm, you know? I'm probably off, but, you know, the thing is, I mean, it's very generic. Right, know? right, I mean, yeah. Four, I mean, he's given a sword. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's song of G.I. Joe, and, and that's the thing that bothers me the most about Ice Cream Soldier is, but... They're really reaching, man. Well, if, if you think about it, we were talking about earlier about, you know, how, you know, historically you went from Vietnam. Well, you think about, you know, in the height of the Cold War, you know, it, it was all about, you know, beefing up the military, doing these type of things. Well, in the 90s, you know, we, the Cold War was over. So, you know, everything was getting back to normal. So it was kind of like, well, we don't to need this. normal to normal. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's, that's probably why, you know, a lot of those those characters that were, you know, in the 90s were, you know, kind of just plain, you know, Jane, we try, we have to try well, you know, the wars, you know, the Cold War is over, so let's try to reach, let's, let's go for the stars, let's go for, you know, we got to save the environment, because that was a big thing. I mean, hello, Captain right. Planet was right. out at that time, so, I mean... You know, and drugs, that was, you know, that's the war on drugs. So, yeah, I mean, that... DF, DF Wars. Right? was pretty freaky, you know. DF Wars. To be honest with you, and I don't mean to hijack your conversation here, but flamethrowers in G.I. Joe always upset me. Even, even uh, from a kid. I mean... Even Blowtorch? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Blowtorch... Charbroil? Charbroil. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about, man? Even though the United States has not uh, verified or whatever, what's the terminology we use to burning the enemy alive? I mean, <laughs> I was in the military. So, I mean, that was a basic bottom line in the Second World War. You burn the shit out of the enemy who's hiding in caves right and we did not do that we meaning the united states did not do that with uh john walker lynn we, we shot in a bunch of ice cold water you know four seas 
scumbags out. I mean, John Walker Lynn is a scumbag, let's make no mistake about it. But the thing is, to burn them alive with napalm is beyond the pale nowadays. I, I, I always wondered how, um, how Blowtorch and Barbecue got along, to be honest. But, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea because, you know, Blowtorch said, hey, I can't go to sleep near a smoke detector. Uh, barbecue sounded like Abby Hoffman, <laughs> who is a tremendous leftist who, you know, I can't imagine those two people getting along together. Right. I, you, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> it's hilarious that you brought up Tarboil. It's hilarious that you brought up Tarboil because he was going to be my answer to your question. Because go ahead, I'm sorry. You look at him, and, and, and even if you come across him at some at some store, or you look at his file card, you know, like the, the actual cover, he literally looks like a Cobra Law soldier who has somehow <laughs> you know escaped the the devastation of Cobra Law and has right. joined. G.I. Joe. Right. Chomp Royal. I mean, think of the name. That's ridiculous. He's <laughs> riling people alive. That's ridiculous. I mean, come on, man. I don't know how many times I've seen him. I don't like his head. I don't like his skull. Chomp Royal is one of my least favorite, if not exceeding, Joe characters. <laughs> You have a long list, actually. It's apparent. You know what? I do pass 1987. Yes. I, I do, too, actually. It, it, but I, do. I hate to say it. I don't know who half of them are past 87 because I never even put the uh, effort to bother. But let's right. let's do this. Don't the battle. <laughs> exactly. Let's do, uh, let's do this in reverse now. Um, we'll go back to Matt. Opposite question, vice versa. Who's someone that you don't like that you find that like everybody else does? Uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to set a, a statement here. What years? What years? Because eighty two to eighty seven is a particular period, and then well, after well, that is another period. Let, let's just say the entire Hasbro eighty two to ninety four. Okay. Okay. And the cutoff. Uh, Something. I'll get to that. So let's start with Matt for someone that that you really just don't like that people think you're weird for not liking them if there's anyone well you know uh, being that i love serpentor you can guess that my the one i do not like is cobra commander it's funny because you know it is even funny. growing up uh his I don't voice. like Cobra Commander. End of story. His voice, Starscream's voice, the same. So it's like I'm thinking, okay, I like Starscream, but I don't like Cobra Commander because he just seems to want. <laughs> and, you know, of course, Cobra Commander or Starscream. Well, I'm sure that Cobra Commander came first, but I, I, I start. My, I, you know, the joke, the joke, the joke yeah. cartoon came first. Yeah, okay. I never got to answer the question about the collection because. You know, I I got my collection got started with um, I started with Transformers. I, Cliff Jumper was my first way I collected. Ooh, Cliff Jumper, Cliff Jumper, as voiced by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I'm going. I'm I'm, I'm a little. <laughs> that would be Casey Kasem. <laughs> he did have he did have horns. 
I only collect cobras because, you know, like you all were saying, you know, based on your friends and stuff, well, you know, I I collected Transformers, I collected um, the cobra figures. My neighbor who was above me, he collected the Star Wars figures and he collected the, the G.I. Joe figures. Um, so when we would play and we, he would bring his stuff to, to my house, you know, we would, you know, intermingle our stuff. You know, I already had the bad guys, so that was good. You know, and we would just kind of like, you know, he would take some of his Star Wars stuff. The only thing I wanted from Star Wars was the Imperial Shuttle to go with my uh, with my Cobras because it's, I just love that vehicle. So, you know, that's how we, you know, we actually do it. We did it. and But I just decided, you know, I, I wanted to have all of the, um, the Cobra figures from 82 to 94. So, you know, it took, you know, 15 years, but I got them all. I finally, with the help with the help of the groups, but, uh, you know, uh, that, and you know, as far as what I'm looking for now, you know, I'm, I'm, I army build a lot of the, um, 82 through 87 figures that are like the, the, you know, Vipers, you know, things like that, Crimson Guard, but, you know, I'm trying to expand now because I'm trying to go into the international stuff because, you know, I want to make sure I get all the international Cobras and, and those type things. So you know, I, you, I, I, international cobras. What, what is that? What's international cobras? Oh, like for example, um, you know, the Action Force Red Laser. You know, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Yeah. You know, even like the fun Red Laser, Red Red Shadows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which are pretty sweet, by the way. Yes. <laughs> the fun school versions, those type things. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of broadening out because you know you're only you're limited by your funds that you can do things with and you know you see the same things over and over and I'm like well you know it kind of gets sometimes boring in that respect but there's always something new without not, not with fun school not with well, fun school. <laughs> well you know it's always the, it's, the fun school lifeline is never boring <laughs> And I bet if he, if, you, if he took some pills, would anybody miss him? <laughs> I love how everybody's stealing my gig, man. Don't steal my... Don't steal it. Don't it's steal funny. it. But, yeah, actually, actually, the Fun School Lifeline is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, with, with the color scheme and everything like that, as opposed to uh, other Fun School characters, uh, right. I think uh, the Fun School Lifeline is... The best of them in a different lot. Right. I, I just, I, but I, you know, like, you know, back to the question was about, you know, which character do I not care for? Cobra Commander, I just, you know, after, you know, I kind of like, I never really saw the early G.I. Joe cartoons. I caught, came in right about the time when Serpentor was created, so that was like the big, a big deal to me. It's like, it's kind of like, wow, this is awesome. This new character is coming along, and, you know, he's a, He's a emperor type, and you know, and I, I just thought that was cool. So that's why I kind of like dissed Cobra Commander under the under the rug. Arise, Serpentor, uh, arise, John. What about you? If you don't mind me asking, yeah, me, I'm 37. Okay, okay, you're not, you're not too much younger than me. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. No problem. Uh, John, uh, question to you over here. Same thing. Um, someone that you really don't care for, but everybody else well, seems to like. To to me, you know, it, it it has to be Snake Eyes. I think he's okay. What? I just 
I just I'm like See? insane. There you I go. Mean, but but this is the question. Not. That's the point it, of the question. <laughs> you I, know, we just, want we want feedback like that. I, he, he, I think he gets okay. Even you know, uh, clearly Larry Hamo Hamo loved him. Clearly, he was a favorite on the on the cartoon. But I'm always like, I'm just not terribly interested in, in him just because he can do anything. He can, you know, he's just he can carry big jugs with radiation in them, and he can tame a wolf, and oh, he's a ninja too, <laughs> and just, he, he is just a man of many he's talents. awesome. He's the most mannish guy ever. <laughs> and he doesn't say a word because everybody just respects him for everything he does. Hey, did, and, did, did Larry Hama ever explain why he could not speak? I mean, I've read the I'm sure there's something somewhere, but... I mean, I always expected that the Vietnamese cut his tongue out. That was always my, like, basic bottom line. But, of course, that's been changed, of course. Like, Iron Man, like... Yeah. You know, the communists killed Jensen, you know, and, you know, and they, they I, don't like that. I hear somebody typing, so they must be looking it up for us. I'm not sure. It's, it's not me. No, <laughs> it's me, but I'm not looking it up. <laughs> I'm actually just I'm actually just looking through a couple of eras of uh of photos in case I missed out on anyone. But I'll say yeah, a figure that like I I that, wrote you don't know that voice. Is that Matt? It's Matt, yeah, it's Matt Jean Carlo. Matt. I wrote <laughs> I wrote an article on my website. I am I, yeah, I don't know. yeah. I wrote an article on my website saying it was basically about like figures that I did not think were good, and this one I was shocked that like everybody went after me about. It was Muskrat. I don't like the guy at all. I think like the boonie hat that they that that they gave him. I think Muskrat is fine. I see. I like, and that's the thing. It seemed like most people thought he was actually pretty cool for an eighty-eight character. They compared him to like Repeater, and you know, I just ah. Repeater in '88, I think Repeater was really cool. Definitely hit and run in Shockwave. I just, I actually really hated Shockwave. Muskrat. I don't like the name. Shockwave really? name fucking bugs me. It, it fucks <laughs> to no freaking end because you already had a transformer character. You can't yeah, it. right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Especially if I've done that a ton. Now. Yeah. Shockwave is freaking ridiculous. Come on, man. Why not just shock? Right. But, but yeah, no, something, uh, I mean, come on, man. Uh, and you know what? It wasn't a lot of reasons behind Muskrat just for the fact that I think they did a poor job with this boonie hat. They made it a little too high and it looked like a top hat to me. And the shade of green just was very non-military. Muskrat, you know, he just charges stuff from his ass. I mean, you know. If, <laughs> if Muskrat was, was a little bit more of like an army green or a, more of an olive green color... Damn, you know, you know. Of course, he's like, you know, you sprinkle cayenne pepper in your tracks. I learned a lot from that. I was in the military, so I was like, maybe if I spray cayenne pepper in my tracks, I'm gonna pick me up. I will say that it worked. Let's be honest, it worked. Larry, Larry Hama actually did do a lot with Muskrat, from what I could tell. I haven't read all the comics. But I'm actually going through some G.I. Joe um, special missions right now. Uh-huh. And Muskrat shows up quite a bit in it. And Who's Chuckles? Yeah, and and, um, 
he, he seems to, to have an affinity for him. And, you know, that, I think, probably lent a lot of credibility to Muskrat as a character, for sure. So. Oh, yeah, no, he, he, he went, he, like I said, him, Hit and Run. I always thought Hit and Run would actually, like, I feel like it looks like he came out of the early 80s. Like, he would have fit so well in, like, a couple early Sunbow like episodes like I, I that's one of the guys that I wish were on the cartoon that so Hit and Run seems to be very adult I think Hit and Run would be more uh, at home in the movie as opposed to Chuckles Chuckles did not belong in the movie Chuckles was silent as shit but Hit and Run I I get how he could get in there. Right. Know? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I, I think I think I would have loved to see him on. Um, you know... I mean, you're talking about the, the characters that came out in the 86, 87, uh, Hit and Run, Fast Draw, Sneak Peek. I don't know. Sneak Peek? I mean, take... Hello? Yeah. Am I still there? No, yeah. Oh, sneak Peek... Hit and run? I don't know. I mean, S- sneak peek was actually rumored to be based. Well, I mean, it. I shouldn't even say rumored. It looks very accurate that he's Stephen King's son. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah, like, which that's actually, like I said, that's that's why I kind of, I don't, I don't want to say a shine to Crystal Ball, but I'm a huge horror movie fan, and it's like two of my favorite things thrown into one. You know, um, like, it's just cool. To be honest with you, I think these people have. Uh, Legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, only got a couple minutes. Oh, do we? we yeah. Extend this by another hour. <laughs> Two hours. <podcast. laughs> Can I do this? Come on, come on. I'm having fun. I'll do one next week. I'd love to do that. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just don't know if anyone has it in them to listen to this long. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Don't say that they don't the downfall them. of us all. Uh, oh, they want Joe. Conventions. Who all goes? And, and it's not even necessarily just GI Joe conventions, but to whether it's to collect GI Joes, to buy them there, to buy comics, whatever. And I'm talking about Comic Con. I'm talking about Asin. I'm talking about Wizard World. Whatever it is. Because I personally, every time I go, I cosplay as Law, and I got my costume down packed too, which is pretty. Cosplay cool. is Law. I love. Oh, it's it's awesome. Like. CM Punk, the wrestler, like, flipped a lid when he saw my gosh. He was like, dude, law? Like, oh, that's like, he went nuts. Now, let's be honest. Is, is this, uh, what we just filmed, you know, recorded part of it? Yeah, we got the whole thing. We got the whole thing. Right. I mean, it's something that we can broadcast. Oh, yeah, this will be up this weekend. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So, what do you guys uh, take on conventions? Um, and let's start with Matt again. As a seller, do you uh, do you ever set up any tables at anything at all, even toy cons or anything? Uh, yeah, actually, this past November, um, there was a toy show in Greensboro, and it was my first time setting up. And um, I took uh, I, the most of the stuff I had was GI Joe stuff, but I had like vehicles, and and I did. Um, I had these little. Um, plastic bins and I had like fodder figures and I did them like um, six for fifteen dollars 
and it went very well. People enjoyed, you know, going through and picking out the parts and pieces of stuff that wanted um, to fix up their figures. And um, but yeah, I, I try to go to as many as I can that are around. Um, like next week, I'm going to um, the Columbia show in Columbia, South Carolina. So uh, I'm trying to uh, uh, get everything. I'm just going down there to actually buy and look. But you know, my next show that I hopefully I probably will set up at will be Greensboro in June. So, um, but I'm kind of you know it, it's fun to go um, and uh, you know just shop and and or you know you meet people that you know are in the area that are on the groups or whatever. Um, but you know it's also fun as a seller. When you actually go there and, you know, you get to spend the weekend there and you get to go in before everybody else and you go between the the, the, the other dealers and, you know, they come to your table and, you know, they might once, you know, make you a big purchase before you even get started. So um, it, it's, it's really fun. But, you know, I've never been to the Joe Con. The biggest thing I've been to was um, Joe Lana. I've been to, I've been twice. Um, and this coming year, uh, we've already booked our rooms for Joanna next year, so and we're actually going to be uh, me and Ed and um, JP Foster are going to be selling out of a room for the. It's actually going to be um, a rec room event, pretty much because uh, what's going to be we're going to have GI just there to sell and and to meet with any other members who want to come to Atlanta uh, next year. So okay. Uh, hopefully, if the if uh, if the actual Joe Con um, gets closer to me uh, here in West Virginia, I, you know I might go. Um, uh, and it was DC. Wonderful. If it was there, I would definitely go. Uh, right. But uh, you know, I, it's just a little bit too much to go. Like I know they're in in Colorado this year, so um, it's a lot to to go. Yeah. Or you know, cross country, but you know, I've you know, I've I've been as far south to a, a con as um, uh, Columbia, South Carolina, as far uh, uh, west as Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, as far east as um, Greensboro, and as there's not been one north that I have I haven't ventured up into Ohio yet. I'm going to do that um, because there's a lot of good shows that are put on up that way, but. Um, it's it's fun to go. It's just you know something to do on the weekend, and you see Are so you many. Just... Pardon? Well, I mean, if you're going to go into Ohio, are you Christian? Yes. Oh. <laughs> there you go. You're okay. Ohio <laughs> <laughs> well, drive. I'm just saying. Every time I go through Ohio, it's like there's giant, like you know, Hollywood type signs saying. Are you Christian? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm living in the United States of America. I'm 99.9% Christian. It's like, are you a Christian? God loves you. Um, John, what about you? A convention guy at all or no? So, I, yeah, I, I, I go to plenty of comic conventions. Um, you know, I, I live in uh, Pennsylvania. have been to conventions in Pennsylvania, Baltimore, <laughs> Part of Pennsylvania? I am in near Harrisburg, so I'm somewhat close to you, possibly. I don't know. Um, but uh, so I, I actually go to plenty of conventions, but I also am 
am a, uh, a, a writer and an artist, so I actually set up at just as many conventions as possible, too, where I sell my books and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I am always on the lookout for G.I. Joe stuff whenever I set up, because I actually am... I, some of the things that I draw, I draw little artist trading cards, and I try to always have a couple G.I. Joe characters drawn out to entice G.I. Joe conversations with G.I. Joe fans. You know, so I actually have a Snake Eyes drawn out and a Lady J and a couple other guys and Cobra Commander and stuff like that. And so it's always fun to run across the, the cosplayers who, who do Cobra, uh, you know, cosplay and stuff like that. And I, I always have a lot of fun at conventions because, you know, you can get good deals, especially if you start to haggle with people. Never take the top, never take the price that they actually have listed. Come on, people. Don't take the real price. Um <laughs> and you know it's there's a lot of a lot of fun and and when you run across another Joe fan it's it's also great because we are few in number you know um, and I, except at those big conventions I agree yeah you know what John um, it's kind of funny how you're saying on both things to touch that is um, you're talking about you know you don't want to pay you don't want to pay the price that they list. And um, it, it is cool running into other G.I. Joe guys because, you know, you go to something like out in Chicago, we have uh, C2E2 and Wizard World, which are very big. And um, I remember this past Wizard World, yeah, everybody's, you know, especially right now, they're either they're either the Joker or they're Deadpool or whatever, you know, and um, or Kylo Ren. But uh, so I'm there as... Uh, I'm there as Law, and my girlfriend at the time is Lady J. I convinced her she was all down for it. Was, no, 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 no. A lot of pictures. That's that's for a that's for a non GI Joe talk. But um, but uh, we couldn't see we couldn't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. But, but, but um. She looked like Lady J. Like I mean, she oh man, she fit that costume perfectly. She was Lady J. Like I can never, I can never look at a Lady J figure now and like not like be all depressed. But anyway, um, but no, but so like we go go in and I see all these GI Joes on display. Personally, I cannot look at a cover girl figure and never never look at my ex. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, that was like in but um, uh, no, but yeah, on, like, come on, come on, and it's kind of funny, like the seller, the sell, the uh, the seller though. No, no, save it for next time. Not on here, but um, but the seller was a big GI Joe fan though. Okay, and uh, and um. He sees our costume, so he starts rattling off quotes from the movie, and he's you know he's quoting Sarge and Slaughter, and you know, and uh, this is just a seller over at the convention. He oh. sees that we're dressed up, we're in cosplay as GI Joe, so he's freaking out like, oh man, it's one of us. He he sold me a uh, a crimson guard for like two bucks because I was in cosplay as GI Joe, which is such a steal. <laughs> like I mean, he was so stoked that I was Law and that she was Lady J, where he went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yep, fresh new, really minty. I'm like, dude, two dollars, really? Yeah. Rifle, backpack, everything. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
He's like, oh, dude. He's like, you are dressed up as a law. This is amazing. Did you see my picture here? He's like, so you're leaving a ditty bag, an itty ditty ditty bag. (laughs) (laughs) He was like following me around the place, quoting the movie. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But. All right, I think it is time to wrap up. It was a really cool no, thing to no, just no, get. I know we got to. I know we're at one thirteen. All right, um, not including the. I mean one thirteen in the uh, call, not including the the pre talk on this. Well, we should we do this every week? If I can, I you know. I think we should do this every week. At least every other week, you know. Every other week. Yeah. This is our this is our finale, everybody. Thank you for thank you for listening. Thank you.